All right, guys, welcome to episode 69. Nice. <laughs> of the Different nice. Animals podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we are going to talk about um, Candyman, uh, Dave, season two. Uh, I finished Neon Genesis Evangelion, and there's a movie. Um, and then also, I talk about uh, replaying God of War and starting an old classic that people you know view reverently. Um, we also talk about the PlayStation event that just happened and some reveals that came along with it. And then we lastly, we touched on a couple trailers that dropped. Um, you know, one of a, one of them we were both super into, and one of them, some guy, one of us was like, I don't even want to fucking watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but first. get into our usual what we've been watching just want to touch on uh i think one thing first mm-hmm. which is to say that um congrats to anybody that happened to notice in the background of last week's episode you can hear sesame street banging in the background uh, can you really <laughs> I, I did the best i could to like hide it mm-hmm. but like there's only so much you can do to Elmo's voice before you realize it's Elmo. Like, I, I, I think you definitely won't be able to hear it unless it's complete silence in the like in between us talking or something. Mm-hmm. But there's, there were like it was much worse when I started listening to it to edit. I was like, oh god, motherfucker's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be out here pinpointing which episode of Sesame Street was playing in the background. Um, but yeah, uh, that that was just a fun little thing. Um, all right, so. Um, Let's start with what we've been watching. Uh, do you uh, and also playing? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go first. Um, I finished watching uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I gotta say that that was the densest shit I've ever like finished watching. I feel like. Um, mm. That, all right, there's a that could be a small stretch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody's gonna point to some obscure thing and be like, "Well, this is clearly," you know what I mean? Like, but I walked away with such a feeling of like, "What the fuck?" Like after I watched the the final two episodes, um, and it wasn't like a. I'm gonna play a very uh, shallow game here, but like it wasn't me going. What the fuck? It was like, what the fuck? Like, like it wasn't like a disappointed or like, this is stupid or anything like that. It was just mm-hmm. such a like, like I literally ended and I was like, all right, I have a movie to watch because the movie is, so basically the final two episodes create one ending. The movie is another ending. And I don't know that these two endings are necessarily, I don't think they both happen. And I don't think they're in conflict necessarily. I think they are two separate endings that are meant to play off of each other um, and kind of show you things by the fact that they both exist. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be like if a movie, like if, uh, you know, like back in the days when you had physical DVDs, you just have like alternate endings and like the extra features. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if a movie showed you both endings just to let you know how things could be different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. it's like, it's not, it wants you to ponder the possibilities of both and then also realize what both mean. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I will say the episode ones are extremely abstract. Um, they are not. There's also a rumor that the the studio ran out of money uh, near the end. And so you get this real abstract, like, meta view of the whole thing. And some people are like, that was intended. And then some people are like, well, it's just because they ran out of money. And so they couldn't, like, finish animating it super great. Mm-hmm. Um so they had to make creative decisions. I think both are probably true. I think he probably would look at it at, in such a meta sense. You know what I mean? Like such mm-hmm. a like abstract sense. But I feel like you probably would have gotten a more visceral, normal looking version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, like I said, I finished watching the first two episodes. And I was like, I have a whole other movie to watch. And I don't know what the fuck I'm getting at. Like, I guess like I understood the things I saw. But I could not place them to know what they mean or why it happened, if that makes sense. Not yeah. like a why it happened in terms of, like, causality. You know what I mean? Like, like I understood all the events that happened and none of it was like a weird twist that didn't make sense. Yeah. It was just like, what, what, what are you trying to tell me? Mm. And then I got the movie mm-hmm. and the movie does a couple, it does one thing at the very beginning. That immediately I was off put for the whole movie. Because, like, to me, it felt like a weird betrayal of, like, the character motivations. That, like, in terms of, or, like, personalities. Like, yeah. a thing happens and I was just like, that character would never do that. We have right. no evidence it, that he would ever do that. It, it's kind of like how we were talking about, um, what's it called? Um, Game of Thrones, you know. We were talking about the end, uh, how at the end, you know, this person does this thing. And we were like... I feel like I'm wasting my time watching, or like I f- it feels like a betrayal because like the whole time they were one way, and then here you tell me this, and I'm like, no, like the, the, what are you doing? You know, that's exactly that is exactly how I felt. And I finished watching the movie, and I I was still even with that being said, I was like, I don't. Let's put it this way, I ended it feeling the same way about the movie that I did about the show, but it felt less authentic. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it told me the same things. But, like, because of some of those weird things, I was just like, this doesn't feel right to me. And then I read an article. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing that drove me to watch this anime was that a I saw an article from uh, Film Crit Hulk who mentioned, like, they've done, uh, they've made new movies. So this came out in 95. The movie mm-hmm. I watched came out in 97. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the series ended in 96, so it was like a one-year gap between like the ending and then the movie. Um, the, they have made, recently, like new movies to try and like abridge the show along with make some changes. And the article was the guy, he, he said, like, um, he, he, I didn't read the full thing. I read the headline, basically, which was, like, basically seemed like the gist of the article was going to be why the new movies kind of lose something compared to the original series, despite being done now and with hindsight and all that. 
Yeah. And so I was like, I want to watch the original. Because I had friends talk about the original. So, after I finished watching it, I went to go read that. But at the very beginning of that, he references a very old post he did about the the anime when he first originally watched it. Mm. I read that post. Mm-hmm. And all of it became clear. That <laughs> shit was so good. Like, in even... It... All right, I'm not going to say, like, even his explanation for the very first event that I was like, this is, this seems wrong. Mm-hmm. His explanation immediately, I was like, oh, that's super logical. Like, it's not even remotely, it's not like somebody came with some weird backwoods theory and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that kind of makes it make sense. It's like a very clear, um, like, this is why he did that. And the like, and then so I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." And then it's it, it makes the rest of the movie, like all it, it evaporates those feelings completely. Yeah. I've never gone into like, I could have probably come up with some of the stuff he comes up with, but it would have taken me like months of thinking about this because it was so dense. Like I like I said, I've just never gone from a point of being like, I understand what happened, but I don't know what's going on. Or vice versa, like I, I know what what's going on, but I don't know what happened, mm-hmm. and like just being like in such a fog, and then literally just having it all just like focused. You know what I mean? Just all of a sudden, like oh, it all makes sense. Yeah, it's um, like the uh, what's it called the the Weebay gif, like oh, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, and then and then at the end, I was doing the fucking uh, the other <laughs> the black guy gif where he's tapping on his head. Like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so if you have, again, I mentioned it last week, if you can get mm. through two episodes, watch it, see if it's interesting. Um, after reading that, I, I do think this is, uh, I mean, it's hard to call anything, like, essential to watch, but, like, mm. I, I think if you can get past some of the weird, like, genre pitfalls, like, as before mentioned, that, like, we're doing, like, the weird, like, super sexual, like, anime thing randomly right, sometimes... Right. Um, if you can look past that, there's a lot there. You know what I mean? It's not just a surface level. And it kind of comes off that way at first, and I think on purpose. Um, it's not just like a Dragon Ball Z. Like, cool, we're watching people fight. You know what I mean? There's, right, right. There are there's layers and layers and layers to it. Um, so definitely, if that's something that seems like it would interest you, definitely give it a watch. Oh, okay. And you said it's all on Netflix, right? Correct. I don't know if the newer abridged ones are on Netflix, but what you're looking for is uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the series, 26 mm-hmm. episodes, 1995, and then a movie called End of Evangelion uh, came out in 1997. Oh, cool. Those are the two you're looking for. Um, I, I, I happen to read a thing, and they're like, if this tells you anything, there are these Gundams in the show. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking off the top of my head, you don't, the most there could be is like 10 of them, right? Right. I was reading this article talking about the new movies and they were like, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so co-piloted like unit 24. And I'm like, bro, what happened in these new movies? (laughs) Like, how are there there 24 of these? They, there was, there's a whole like two new characters one of the characters that's a villain is actually a regular, like, hero in the first... I'm like, what the fuck did you guys do? Like, <laughs> I thought this was just, like, an updated telling. I didn't realize you guys just redid the whole thing. And this sounds like, um... What's it called? Like, the, uh... 
sort of where Guillermo del Toro got the idea for uh, Pacific Rim. You know, with the, the the two people co-piloting, like. The, well, that actually isn't a thing until the new one. Like, oh, no okay. two people co-pilot a thing until that one. That's another okay. level of like, what the fuck is that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all like very. Uh, they're all definitely one pilot, one machine uh, ah, okay. in, in the original episode. Um, but it, it's just super good. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I feel much better about it having watched the last four episodes in the movie and reading that article. Ah, okay. Sort of, it sort of like made it all work. Like put took put it into place. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. So that's enough about that. Uh, what have you been watching? Yeah. So I just had a uh, two two like things. I had a movie and a show. And I think a sh- the I'll start with the I'll start with the movie. Just get it out the way real quick. Um, you know, it's it's almost Halloween time, and so I went to see Candyman, um, the new movie with I never know how to say his pronounce his name. It's like Yahweh Martin the Second. He was in Aquaman, oh, yeah. and he was the villain in Aquaman, or one of the villains, Black Manta. He was in uh, the Watchmen show. What else is he in? He it feels like he's in fucking everything. He was he's in a trailer for the movie that we're gonna a trailer that we're gonna talk about later. Okay, um, I was about to say that, that I was gonna mention that, and then I was like, Man, yeah, he's avoiding it. I saw the I saw like the screenshot of him, and I was like, oh, he's in that too. He's like in everything. Like if you look at his upcoming movies he's like an aquaman 2 he's like the matrix 2 he's in fucking uh the fast and furious movie not fast and furious um furiosa sorry the the new mad max movie and he's in everything but but so anyway so this is you know um a sequel remake reboot a continuation of the Candyman movies um did you ever see the old ones the like the original ones or like any of them from like the 90s i did not I hadn't either, and I, I I I knew about them, and I knew it's like a guy, you know, you see his name five times in the mirror, and he's got a hook for a hand, and so, but I hadn't ever watched them, and so before I watched this one, I watched the Kill Count video for it, um, and it, I mean, it seemed like a pretty just normal movie, right, or like a normal horror movie, um, but then this one, I, I thought this one was gonna be like a reboot or like a remake of it, but it's like they literally go into like somebody goes, let me tell you a scary story. Back in the 90s, there was a lady who, like, came here, and she was possessed, or blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the first one! Oh, damn, like, that actually, it's like a continuation. It's like, the first movie um, became, like, a part of the myth, right? Of, like, the Candyman yeah. in, in Chicago. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and so the movie, I would say, it, it's okay. It's like, it just it's a very, very well-made horror movie. And I, I think, I we, you and I have talked on here before about how, like, these days... You know, I mean, literally last week when we were talking about Total Recall, you know, um, you know, these days with the way cameras work and the bud, like technology uh, upgrades and stuff, like you literally can't make like a bad looking movie that in right. theaters these days, right? Like I think it's it you pretty much have to actively try to not have it look good. I mean, just like the way it looks, not necessarily like camera movements or shots, but just like the, the look of it. It looks everything looks expensive these days. Yeah, I remember, for what it's worth, just a small little tangent, I remember watching one of the uh, Corridor Crew episodes, and they talked mm-hmm. about how, like, even when they're doing, like, their filming stuff, there are still times, like, they have, like, these super elaborate cameras, mm-hmm. and they're like, there are still times where it kind of makes sense to use a phone to film. Like, and right, exactly. Like, because... And he's like, and they do not look bad anymore. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You know, Blair, you know, the days of the Blair Witch Project are long gone, right? Right. You know. So you know, no more black and white cameras and stuff. But um, 
And so the movie looks great. It looks like a great horror movie. But I think also, not only does it look good, I think the director shows why she was picked for the Captain Marvel 2. I think, you you know how I was talking about Coda when I was like, well, you know, the movie, like the story's fine, but it looks like the dude just puts the camera anywhere. He just puts it there and he's like, all right, you do people. And it like just looks like a Lifetime movie because it it, it, like looks, it looks expensive-ish, but it looks cheap. Just like the color looks fine. The camera movements look fine. There's no flair. There's nothing that makes me go, whoa, wow, that was neat. That was interesting. Um, But this does. And it's so interesting that this came out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's like you used uh, high quality ingredients and then just like made a meatloaf. You know what right. I mean? Like, like, like. Yes, there's nothing wrong with the meatloaf, but like you, you could have made like a really nice meal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Especially with that story, and it's it's so interesting that you know we've sort of been having this ongoing discussion in the last few weeks. You know, with Coda or with a bunch of uh, Spielberg knowing how to move the camera and people who just like know how to do it. You, you give them a camera, they just instinctively know. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think last week or maybe two weeks ago, uh, Patrick H. Willems, who's this guy on, on YouTube who I follow and I watch his videos often, he put out a video called, you know, what does it mean when a movie is cinematic or when something looks cinematic? Like you go, oh, that shot was so cinematic. And you're like, well, what does that mean, right? It belongs right. in a movie. and it's like, But that's like saying like, what is, you know, chocolatey mean it means it's made out of chocolate but it's like yeah but like what does that mean you know there's like you know so it's like and his video was great because i think it made me it sort of fits this where it's like yeah he ultimately comes to the conclusion that cinematic just means like that you're telling the story like of um you're telling you're, you're telling a story through the shots that you pick through like the movement of the camera it's not just the way it looks it's just, it's also how you like move it right like um right. i'm trying to think of like um a shot that we've talked about in a movie before like a dolly zoom like if somebody's like you know where the camera does that weird like vertigo thing it's like oh it means that they're disoriented right, right. um and i think that's like what fits here where she uses these angles and you go oh you're like in the headspace and i remember um watching it and I loved her use of mirrors because, you know, the whole thing is like candy man, candy. You see that shit in front of a mirror. And right. so much of the movie, you see like people in mirrors or like you think you see something in mirrors and then it's like, oh, shit, there wasn't anything there. Oh, yeah. And so I-, I thought that was really, really inventive because I think it uses that sort of it doesn't do like I mean, it does have jump scares, but I think you know any horror movie is going to have one. But I think, you know, it's fine. It's just part of, you know, it's good, part of the good, course. Yeah, good horror movies earn those. Yeah, exactly. Just litter the fucking place with them. Exactly, exactly. And so I think the thing that this as well is I think those mirror shots are so interesting because I know you know it's like one of those fears like when you're at home and you're walking, you walk by a mirror or you walk by something and it like catches your eye peripherally and you're like, oh, oh wait, it's just a coat rack or like, oh wait, it was just like I left the vacuum cleaner out. And I think this movie does a lot of good of those those types of scares. Um, The story's fine. It, It sort of follows the same problem that I think the other one had, which is like. It's like, wait, so is the Candyman, like, is he, like, a ghost? Or is he, like, a person? But if he's a ghost, but then you kill them? I mean, spoilers for the old Candyman, like, 30 years ago, whatever. Um, so I think it continues that sort of, like, oh, it's a metaphor. But then when you do, like, oh, things are a metaphor for this, you end up going, but wait. But he was alive last time. And he's like, oh, right, right. Right, um, you're, like, trying to play both sides of it, and it kind of cheapens, like, you know Right, what I mean? right. It reminds me of, um, I might have mentioned this uh, um, American Dad bit before, but there's a Christmas episode where one of, they adopt this kid who's the son, who, he's like the dean, he's an omen, right? He's the son of the devil. Okay. Um, and 
at the end, they like check his head and they name him Nemo. He's like, his name's Nemo. Um, and they check his head and he's got the, the mark. He's got the six, six, six and under his hair. And they're like, Oh my God, Nemo. And he goes, yeah. And Nemo is an anagram for Omen. And he goes, everybody gasps. And then Roger goes, wait, but you named him Nemo. He goes, Oh, (laughs) Right, I guess that... <laughs> so that's how I feel like this sometimes with the candy with Candyman shit, where he's like, "Oh my god!" and the hook represents this, and he's like, "Wait, but you put the hook on there." It's like, "Oh, <laughs> right, okay." Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and oh, so, but amazing. I guess yeah. Overall, just to wrap up, Candyman, um, it's solid, right? Like, if you just want, like, dude, like, I, I, you know, we've mentioned this many, many times before. Now, in the last four or five years horror movies are not what we used to think of them, right? Yeah, like horror they're... movies used to be B-movies, like straight Right, up. exactly. <laughs> like, you could go in, it'd be like 90 minutes of, you know, a blonde girl being like, oh my god, is that a ghost? And then she'd run and get dirt on her, and then she would, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be right. that shitty... She would be in her skimpy tank top, like, tattered up, like, in the right. cabin, like, oh my god. Right, <laughs> and we think that that's the 80s, but that shit continued, like, well into the <laughs> 2000s, right? Yeah. Until, I was saying, probably until, like... 2014 or 15 and that's when horror sort of became something that you watch the movies and you're like this is like solid right i think around the court right around the time of like hereditary the witch um us right like not us um get out the first one i remember feeling that way about was cabin in the woods cabin in the woods yes yes i would say yes i think you're yes that's it i think you're totally right i think right around that time 2012 right when you have that that's sort of, I would say, when things switch. When you put yeah, the money... Like, that movie came out and people were like, oh, you can make an actually good one of these. And people yeah. were like, I guess we should start trying. <laughs> and even something like, there was like an Evil Dead remake that was, I, I think, that super well received, but it looks so nice. Oh my people... god, bro. I don't know if you remember the trailer. Where that girl licks the knife. Oh, oh my god, bro. <laughs> that still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theater and like, just being like... I, I didn't like turn away, but I was like, I was doing a thing where my head was turned to the side, but I was still Ugh. peeking at the corner of my eyes. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just don't want, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, oh, and that's another thing. Candyman has really good uh, body horror. There's like a, so, or, well, it's, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but something happens to somebody's arm and it starts to like sort of decompose, like fall apart and like shit, like it gets like you know, nails start coming off and it's, I was like, oh, this is Ugh. like the good shit. It, but anyway, it, it, it's a great it's a great Halloween, right? You put it in for like an hour and forty. You're just like in this world that looks super nice, where the characters you care about, with shit wacky shit happening to them, right? Um, and then and there's like deeper stuff, like you know, like uh, gentrification and, and and racial stuff. But I, I think stuff that I think would require much more time. But on a surface level, it's a great horror movie. And if you want to pick at it a little bit more, it's um you know it's it's there for you to do that. Um, but yeah, but that was a candy man. And then the next thing, uh, I'll jump to the TV show super quick. And I finished, uh, or I started and finished, uh, Dave season two. Oh, um, so you said that you had, you watched the first season, right? I watched the first season mm-hmm. and then I started season two and I'm trying to think of a, I think I watched two or three episodes of season two mm-hmm. and just wasn't feeling it and didn't finish it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I totally second that feeling because i so i you know he was a huge you know we i think we talked about it that i heard he was a dick those first few episodes and he was a big he was a huge asshole like like the first like three or four episodes and so what i did was after you know we recorded last week and so then i think the day after i started and i would watch two episodes a day and i finished 
earlier today. I watched the last two. Okay. And I would say it's interesting because the first half, the first five episodes are just kind of like, okay. And you're just like, this guy's an asshole. Why am I watching this? Like, he treats his friends like shit. He himself is an asshole. He doesn't really have any kind of redeeming qualities other than being sort of charismatic and funny. But then this, the back half of season two, two, that's when you go, okay, this show is pretty good. Um, Fuck, now nah, I gotta go You back. gotta watch it, yes. I think the episode, I, th- I remember I tweeted out that episodes six through eight of season two are like like as good as season one. And you go, I, I said that they're all heaters. Like, they, they're like he, it's like, okay, this clicks. I see why I'm watching this. Like, this is pretty good stuff. And um, and then the, the last two are pretty good as well. Um, so I think totally watch it. I think there's one that my favorite episode is probably one where he um, he gets on one of those like fancy dating apps, like a, sort of like Tinder, but you have to like for for famous people you have to prove right, that you're right. like like blue check mark verified or whatever. Right. And he uh, he connects with um, or he matches with Doja Cat. Oh my god! And so and yeah, and so you can imagine the kind of conversations they have, and that's my favorite one. And it, and it ends on a really <laughs> she's in Rachel chat room showing feet, <laughs> <laughs> and it it ends in a pretty like um, interesting spot, I think. And so, but yeah, so if you like Dave season one, um, give it. I mean, I hate when people go give it some time, but it's like you already know what you're in for. But so just give it some episodes, some time. You know, the, the first few episodes are solid. Like there's a couple of good laughs. Like you. You know, I like watching it, but definitely the back half, I was like really digging them and I was really liking where it was going. Um, and I think it by the end, by the end of season two, you're like, that was worth my time. I think that was a solid second season. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think my problem with the second season wasn't even so much that he was a dick or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't like, where are we going? Cause like, I, I feel like the first like two or three episodes are kind of just aimless. Like, there's nothing really happening, right? Like, like it's weird. There are things happening, but it's just, like, it'd be the same as if, like, you walked into a bar, a tomato hit you in the face, mm-hmm. a girl said she liked you. It's, like, it's all just so disjointed and random. Like, it, not, nothing has anything to do with each other. It's just random shit happening. You know what I right. mean? Like, the very first episode um, with their intern, right, that whole thing is just, like, okay like i guess you know what i mean and then like episode two has nothing to do with that and then mm-hmm. i think episode three maybe it's episode three with uh uh him and uh what is the name benny blanco benny blanco they're, yeah they're at the house like together the whole time yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah and it's like these all these things are just so like they just feel like uh episodes that of a show that don't have anything to do with each other right like, like, like Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, yeah. here's these shenanigans, <laughs> but I don't know why we're doing this. Um, so it is good to hear that it, it heats up in the second half. Although that means I'm gonna have to go back watch these first three episodes again and then <laughs> hope to push through it. Yeah, I, and I totally agree. I, I think, but I think what it ends up going, you sort of go, okay, this is where he is in his like artistic endeavors and and there's a great scene with him and gata in the season finale that sort of puts the whole season together okay um what i do think i think what the show what i always have a hard time with the show and this might i think this is literally might be just me the way that i am but i think i never quite know how good or how the show wants us to think of dave as a rapper in terms of how good he is like how he's accepted right because right. some episodes 
he's like, I'm struggling to be out here, man. I ain't got shit. Like, they're putting me in the comedy. Like, it's not on, my shit isn't on Spotify. It's not for music, blah, 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 blah. And then literally in the next episode, he'll be Lil like, Uzi I'm Vert's at the v- doing a song with me. Or like, Jay-Z yeah. doing a song with yeah, Exactly. He, he, he's like, oh, damn, I'm at the VMAs. And they show, like, commercial. Like, next up, we got coming up uh, uh, performances from Ariana Grande. Psh, Doja Cat. Psh, Justin Bieber. Psh, Lil Dicky. And it's like, okay, so, like, you were telling me last episode he was, like, a bum that was barely scraping by trying to get people to get on his songs. And now you're telling me that he's, like, at the VMAs? And so, like, I, I don't... I, I think it's just me being like, wait, so what's his level? Like, when I was watching Entourage, I always knew where Vinny Chase was, right? I was like, early on, he's, like, an independent actor, then he makes it big with Aquaman, and then he's probably, like, a Jake Gyllenhaal type, right? Like, I have an idea. You have, like, a sort of mental idea of how big this dude would be if he was, like, out on the street. Right. But little Dicky, it's like, well, sometimes he's like, oh, all you rap about is your dick, and, like, nobody's listening, and then the next one, everybody's coming up to him in the street and be like, yo, oh, shit, you're little Dicky, right? Like, so I'm like, yeah, okay, that, so... that's the... Yeah, I was just about to say, there are episodes where, like, he's like, my shit's getting no views, like, nobody knows who I am. And then, like, he, the next episode, you're right. He'll, like, walk out onto the street from some party where no mm-hmm. one recognized him. And then, like, people will be like, oh, look, it's little Dickie. It's like, right. what What just happened? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's hanging out with Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber. And then the next one, he's like, oh, damn, I got nobody to go with me to the concert. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so, like, oh, it's, maybe it's because they were at Benny Blanco's house. But, like, I'm also, like, um... All right, so, like, maybe it's just... But I really think it's just me. I think most people would be like, oh, he he's famous, period, right? Like, yeah. You're either famous or you're not, and he's famous, and that's it. So, um, but, yeah, that's, like, a little nitpick. But, um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really ended up liking it. Um, and, yeah, it was 10 episodes. Each one was a half hour. So, you know, I, I pretty much burned through it over the course of a week. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, that's probably going to be back on my list then. Yeah. Um, the, I guess the two things I'll finish up with, um, mm-hmm. uh, I guess uh, the first one I'll talk about is I finished God of War. Um, that shit's so fucking incredible. And, mm-hmm. and like, I just, after I finished it, I was like, man, this shit just really comes together, doesn't it? Like, like, like it's weird because I know a lot of the things that happen, but it just comes together so perfectly. And then, like, as it's just, like, as it's happening, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the good shit. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, if you want to talk about, you know, what does it mean for something to be cinematic, a lot of things in that game are done very well, cinematic-wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so much in that game that they, like, I feel like they just nail in terms of even just, like, literally how the camera moves and displays things to you and um, how the characters act towards each other and everything. It's it's just really solid. Um, and um, maybe it wasn't... Maybe it's because, like, the... the, the, the um vanity no the the newness like i'll just use because i can't remember the word the newness of the combat sort of had worn off by the end but i i thought the the final battle was just fine you know where there's like a giant isn't like a giant sleep like behind you right the whole battle and you're fighting what's his name a giant is it a giant snake or there's like a giant something in the background there's two giant things in the background fighting while you there's there's one thing that's in if I remember correctly, see, this is terrible because I just finished it. Um, I, I feel like the climactic thing is there is one thing in the background interfering with, with you. Yeah, your battle with, um, what's his name? 
Baldwin. Uh, this, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And his mom's like, don't kill him. And yeah. he's like, you're like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, but, but I guess what I'm saying is that, by, you know, the first battle, like we've talked about many, many times, that's true. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, this is nuts. And that one is just like, oh, okay, like, you know. It's not setting the world on fire. I mean, it does a nice job, but, you know, for the final battle for something like that, I was expecting something, like, ridiculous. Like, oh, I think the, the game that comes close, the part of the game and the, the close, that comes closest in the game is the dragon fight. Yeah. Where you're coming up the mountain and you're, like, riding him. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that one's super solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I... You're right. It, I think the fight is a little... I, I I get what you're saying. It's definitely the least um, awe-inspiring of mm. the of the boss fights. It really seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, going through it again, I think I have more appreciation more appreciation for the the way that ends. Um, I mean, like. The second one's about to come out. I guess I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Like, it's been out for three years now. Um, but, like, there's a... I remember walking away from the last fight being like, oh, oh, Freya is just a dumb bitch. Like, like basically. Like, mm-hmm. Because, she, like, her whole thing is she's like, he's my son. Don't hurt him. And, like... He's actively trying to kill her the whole time. She's like, it's yeah. okay. Like, I, like, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I walked away from that and be like, this is fucking stupid. And mm-hmm. then, you know, just like, as I spent more time with it this time, um, just because I, I think, if nothing else, because I have less time to play, like, I have to play them slower. Mm-hmm. And in that, like, I generally, I think, get more time to marinate on things. Um you know, by the end of it this time, I was like, I think I like kind of get it. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's a whole lot of regret on her end that she. Also, I think part of it is that after you know the twist and you hear her talking about how like she regrets what she did with her son and how she ruined her relationship with her son and like how she was just trying to do what's what was right or what she thought would be good. Um, once you know that he's the son in question. You know what I mean? Like, I think it starts to give you more appreciation, whereas that kind of gets dumped on you in the middle of after she's already talked about that. You know what I mean? So I don't... I I think, for me, I didn't connect, like, the regret she felt with how she ruined it, like, to him being her son. And so at the end, when he is trying to kill her, who I... And I already don't like him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, she's just an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's like, you're just... You're just being a clown. Um, but, like, this time, like I said, I just felt a little more, like, appreciation. Like, I, I get her character's motivation a little more. Um, and so it pieced it together kind of nicely. Mm-hmm. And and then, again, also, with that being said, I think I mm-hmm. appreciated even Kratos' actions a little more. Which is to, like... Because he's, like, he literally... Atreus is, like, he's defeated. You don't have to kill him. Because that's what Kratos said to Atreus earlier. And right. Atreus, in his rage, still killed him. And then Kratos backs off. Which is like a big character moment for Kratos, even. Because you really need to play the first three. They're like it, Game-wise, they're not as good as this one. But like mm-hmm. I think you get more... A lot of these things mean a little bit more after you've played the first three. 
Or even I yeah. bet if you could read the synopsis, you'd probably get it. But like, I, I would think oh, it'd be ahead. kind of like, um, kind of like when you, like it's like playing The Last of Us two without playing one. It's like you get it, like you get why right. she would go on this fucking revenge crusade for Joel and and why that last lie that he tells her hurts so much. Like even without it, but if you have that game right. and you have sat with that lie for whatever many years, then it just amplifies it. Right. And so you get that moment of Kratos being like, all right, I'm not going to do it. And he gets up and he's like, but, and he tells Balder this point playing on the ground. He's like, you will not come after us and you will not come after her. And like, he walks away and Balder goes up to her and she's going to let it happen. And he just starts choking her and he just, he grabs him, pulls him back. And he, he just says like, we must be better than this. And that's like, and it's weird because the act that he does to cause that is killing, a, you know, another god, which is what he's saying we need to be better than. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I think his whole thing is that, like, he, part of our conflict that we come through is that, like, Kratos doesn't want to tell Atreus about his past because he's super ashamed of it because it's awful. Mm-hmm. And he sees Balder heading down his path that he did in the past. And he's just like, we have to be better than this. And so he just ends it right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a like a heavy moment, you know, like I don't know if I even felt it the first time. Because again, like I think more like Balder was kind of just a nameless villain for me mm-hmm. the first time I played it. And this time, like as I, you know, spend more time with it, it's just like such a heavy moment of him just, and after he does it, he has to turn to a trace. He's like, he tells Atreus everything he's done, and he's like, and that's why we like we can't continue to stay on this path. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just like a really heavy moment, and like I just think I have more appreciation for all of it, even though that boss fight isn't as good as the earlier ones. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. less epic. I think it it, it uh, does a lot more for the storytelling mm-hmm. in that fight than even necessarily the the other two do. And I think I have more appreciation for it in that regard. D- um. I think we we sort of had the same reaction, like I said, when I replayed, you know, The Last of Us 2, and the first time playing it, I, I, I was just kind of like, let's get through it, or not let's get through it, I was appreciating the story, and then, you know, in the, in the <clears throat> by the time the game ends, you go, wow, that was really good, you know, I sort of saw both sides of the girl, you know, each one of their revenge trails, it was good, but then rewatching it, and then knowing, like, from the moment that the story switches halfway through to Abby, you have all that pain that Abby has, and you hit the ground running with that, right? So, like, right. every time one of her friends dies, you don't go, yeah, fuck you, bro. You go, holy shit, that's horrific. I'm so yeah. sorry, Abby. You're like, fuck, I'm going to have to come back to this later. <laughs> I know. It's like when you see, you're like, oh, it's a dog in the aquarium. You're like, oh, Christ, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, But, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's why I think, you know, rewatching movies, replaying stuff, especially stuff that's as thematically rich as this or The Last of Us 2, I think it's always beneficial because, you know, you've sat on the story for a while and, and maybe you've read stuff or, you know, you know what's coming and it, and it just amplifies, you know, the first parts, right? So, like, if you know Thor's coming in the second one and we know, we'll talk about, again, a, a little bit of a, of a teaser for the future uh, or uh, upcoming discussion about a trailer, mm-hmm. you sort of go, oh, there's like a, a tinge of like, oh, shit, it's on the horizon. Like, you know what's coming. Yeah. For real, yeah, and you get a little bit of that in God of War too, uh, the like this one, um, yeah. just because I mean, it, there's there's enough people related to Thor that you know you're gonna be like, ooh, this is gonna go poorly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, definite recommendation to play that, and that is also free to, I think everyone with a PS5, 
Is that how mm-hmm. that collection works? There's like a little collection of free games. I think that if you just have a PS5, you have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's on there. So play it. If you if mm-hmm. you're like I don't know because I haven't played the original trilogy, um, on the earlier games. Well, if you have a way to play those, I would say play them. They're super fun. And then um, uh, kind of like we said, even with The Last of Us, I do think you could probably watch a video on the first Last of Us, and then that will help inform your second playthrough. There's still a slightly different tinge of like seeing every last bit of it, right? You know what I mean? Like like being the person enacting the thing, and then also seeing like every little bit versus getting even even an extended version of bullet points. Um, so definitely play it if you can, but if you can't, like just go through and read a synopsis of like those first three games there's some like handheld ones that came out and some other ones that came out i wouldn't even worry about those those aren't really necessary um but definitely check those out and then if that's required for you do that and then play this i think this is just impeccable Um, yeah i definitely definitely second that um the last thing i'll talk about is i started and finished shadow of the colossus which is another one of the games that's free uh, for everybody, um, it's very short. Well, it's a puzzle game, kind of. Uh, when that, I take that back, it is. I'm trying. I don't really even know how to describe it. Um, it is an action game that plays like. It is either an action game that plays like a puzzle game or a puzzle game that plays like an action game. And I'm not really sure how I want to describe it. Um, it, it does, it's, it's just, I, you know, I won't spoil it just because of one, it's so super short and it's super basic. So if I spoil any one thing, you're going to get the whole story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's not much to the story. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people will call this an absolute classic and a must play. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm there. Um, I think, I think the uniqueness of the game, and uh, as we talked about the cinematic quality, I feel like this was probably. I mean, it's hard to say in the grand scheme of things. Cause I don't know every game that came out. Mm-hmm. This is a very early rendition of a game that is trying to be, like, as artful and as thoughtful as possible. Right, like mm-hmm. this is like a mm-hmm. very early, bare bones version of a thing saying like we're not just here for you to play a game for fun, like we right, are right. trying to evoke specific things from you and let you think about this more, let it marinate. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to do that now because this came out on a PS2 originally. Um, you know, we're working with very bare bones uh, technology, and then also space you know what i mean like old cd roms don't have as much room for content and uh we weren't really around for them to just fucking uh the internet to just fucking throw patches into your game so it's longer right right um but uh it's very solid it's short if you can figure out the puzzles quickly Mm -hmm. um i figured out the first half of puzzles very quickly no problem had a couple hiccups in the middle and then that last puzzle took me like an hour and a half um, but it's, it's very solid, simple. Um, I think I give it a seven or eight out of 10. Mm. And I think a lot of people give it a 10 out of 10. And I don't think that's incorrect if you played it at the time. Mm. 
like I think the uniqueness of it and what it was trying to do in the era of a PS2 game, I can see why absolutely after you finish that you're like next level. You know what I mean? Like kind of, I think that's kind of what The Last of Us did, right? It was like a it, it just a level of storytelling that at the time we were like, "Oh fuck, like we're doing extra things." You know what I mean? Like like Yeah, it's like we, I never seen kinda, this before. Right, like we kind of redefined again what storytelling can be in a game in terms of like not just a game like telltale games where you're picking dialogue options and literally just there for a story. Right, like right. this is this is movie level. You know what I mean? And I think this is like the early version of that. Um yeah. So. Um yeah, after yeah, after we get off, I gotta send you um my friend Jacob Jeller. I think I think he made a, a video about it that I think I think it's his most watched video about trying to find like the last level or the last secret. Oh, so you want to know something? Is the fucking YouTube algorithm already sent me that video? Oh, nice. I did started, you watch it? I, yeah, and I started watching it, and I was like, "This voice sounds familiar." And I scrolled <laughs> down, and it was him. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it!" <laughs> like yeah. I had no idea that was him when I clicked it. Mm-hmm. It was like because I had, I googled some stuff to try and see like what people thought about different parts of it. Um... And, like, I just was scrolling through YouTube, and it was, like, the last big secret in Shadow of the Colossus. So like, oh, what is it? Clicked yeah. it, and was listening, and I heard the narrating, and I was like, this sounds familiar. Oh, this, and, yeah, this, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, that that video in the, in the, that and the Resident Evil 4 one are two where I think, you know, he does a good job of explaining why the game's good, but then also explains, like, it, it, it focuses on fandom of something. And, like, right. loving something so much that you will dedicate years to it. Like, I don't know if you watched yeah, the Resident the, Evil 4 the, one, the Restoration one. Did you oh, watch I, that one? I did not. So, he talks about this guy who's, like, he's, like, I, he, he likes Resident Evil 4. And then the guy goes through meticulous recreation to recreate every single level and design of the thing so that he can replay it. Like, all the little church designs and stuff. He goes to, he, he went to the places that they used as reference takes pictures of them, uploads the pictures and then puts them in the game to make the game like super clear. And he's like, yeah, you know, something that started as a little hobby in 2010. Now, 10 years later has, he spent like a thousand man, a hundred thousand man hours or some bullshit on a Jesus. game. And, he, and he, he talks about that. I think in this video as well, where he's like, these people spent, you know, the first post was in like, Oh seven or oh eight, and the yeah. last post mm-hmm. was in like twenty sixteen. And yes. he was like, "It's five hundred and sixty two pages worth of posts." Like, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" That's right. So it, much. I, I yeah, and I, I like that stuff because it, you know, like I said, it's like one, on one half you're like, "Wow, this is a game that's really good," and he goes into detail as to why the games are good. But then also, it's like, I love this examination of people who become obsessed with stuff out of love, kind of, not in like a weird like I became obsessed with. Jodie Foster, so I try to kill Ronald Reagan to impress him. Not like that shit. But, like, obsessed with something not healthy, but also, like, out of just, like, pure, like, I have to find the last missing piece. It's like a puzzle, right? Right. Um, like, it's, yeah, it's not healthy, but it's also not unhealthy. It's not, right. like, out of some weird, like, carnal desire. It's just, like... Right. It's almost like a, like I really like this thing and I didn't want it to be over. So yeah. there must be more to it, right? Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Zodiac, the movie about the Zodiac killer, the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know that Hill? I did. 
so so the movies it, it's now what is it Four, 14 years old now and, and it's a pretty standard for the first half it's a pretty standard crime thriller right you're going through the murders and it's like oh the cops are on his tail it's like cat and mouse like a pretty standard thriller but the second half of the movie becomes this thing where jake gyllenhaal who's like this guy who loves solving puzzles and he works i think as a political cartoonist at the newspaper that's investigating the murders he becomes like obsessed with finding the guy right and it consumes his life he's like i have to find this guy and he becomes obsessed with cracking the zodiac codes and i feel like that's sort of the kind of obsession that that i think is so interesting to to document and 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 just follow because it's like i would never do that like you know i would spend 30 minutes looking for this extra secret level and be like well you know i finished the game and that's kind of all i got sorry all right thanks game bye (laughs) yeah i've clearly done everything there is to do right Um. right i mean like literally this week and i'll talk about it next week but i feel like i finished uh days gone and i got everything everything except one like post one outpost that i have to find like these bandits and i literally was like i don't have time to look it up on youtube i that, that's good enough for me like i was literally like all right thanks video game Oof, Bye. That, hurts. that hurts me i'm not <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> well it was um... it wasn't that it wasn't that it was like right there like fine it's like i would literally have to spend like go around the edge of the entire map spend like at least like two hours trying to find the exact location or watch like a 30 to 45 minute YouTube video of every single site and then go to that site and check if that's the one that I found. And then like, it was just, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I got to move on. Uh, yeah. That's still, that's still no good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, yeah. If I got to one away, I would definitely have to do it. But like, mm. there is a certain level where I'm just like, I'm good. Like yes. as much as I loved God of War, like there are these little, like, you can find, like, these tiny little artifacts. There's Odin's ravens. You can do all this little stuff. Yeah, yep. And I'm just like, I'm good on that. Like, like I, I, I love everything about this game. I love the theme. I love the stories. I love all of it. But, like, man, just walking around and just finding little, like, targets to hit, like, it's just not doing anything for me. And so I right. just, like, I wanted to 100% that run, but I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that. Uh, I guess uh, very quickly we will talk about the PlayStation event that happened, the mm-hmm. uh, PlayStation so- uh, Showcase. Um, so, what? Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, we can talk about the two superhero ones real quick, since okay. they're both from the same um, studio. So, you know, Insomnia? Insomniac? Yep, Insomniac. Insomniac. They, you know, they were, they did Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, and then they announced, and they had a little bit, a little clip from uh, Spider-Man 2 in 2023 um and it looks like we're gonna get i think raven or vulture as the villain i think it's raven and then not right raven raven i one of those two and then venom um yeah i was about to say i thought it was venom but yeah you're right yeah i think well the guy who i think the guy who talks over it he's like i've never met a match quite like you i think it's like the guy who hunt the raven raven the hunter i think that's his name Okay. And I think that's who that guy is. And then at the end, they show Venom, and he's voiced by Tony Todd, who, to circle back, was the original Candyman. And he's got that great deep voice. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and so um, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I thought he sounded familiar, and then my brother sent me a, a tweet where he, they said he they cast him as uh, Venom, and I was like, mm, let's go, dude. That is perfect. That is a perfect <laughs> voice. And so they, that's, you know, that's for 2023, and then they also announced a Wolverine game. Um mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so which one are you more excited about? Is there one that you are more excited about than the other one? Um, oh, oh super, super quick, before you say your answer, 
I thought it was interesting that they named it Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. I thought that they were going to do, like, the Marvel thing, like, Spider-Man colon Venom's web. I don't know, something like that, right? Like, I, I right. thought it was interesting that they went with the numerical one. Especially because I, I know we've talked before about how movies, at least, don't do the, the numerical thing anymore. And then God of War isn't doing that either, right? Right. Um. So, yeah, I... Sorry, just a little I, I, aside. I was just no, like, that's I, interesting. I, did, I immediately, yeah. I was like, that's weird. Um, for me, the uh, the reason it's weird too is because we already have an example of them not doing that, which is Miles Morales. Um, but that's also kind of like an expansion. It's, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. talked about that. I think of it being yeah. like an expand alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so like I got it. The so as far as which one I'm looking forward to more, the one thing I will say is it's super cool to see Wolverine coming back because um. Man, there's a lot of, like, bad superhero games. It's, like, not very hard to find. Mm. Um, But, like, Spider-Man is obviously, like, there's a history of great Spider-Man games. But the one thing I will say that's underrated is there have been quite a few very good... Well, sorry. There have been, like, probably three or four good X-Men games. And, like, two of them were strictly, like, solo Wolverine games. Um, so I like, I think Wolverine is a good property. I think you can make good games with it. I think we've seen that. So it's exciting to see him come back because it's been a very long time. Um, uh, you see, I put a little, a, uh, in in the notes here, I put like a, but, Mm -hmm. so the current thing where I'm like, but is that like knowing what you know about super, uh, why was I about to say Superman? Knowing what you know about Wolverine (laughs) And knowing what you know about Spider-Man, the thing I'm worried about is that it's just going to be a Wolverine skin. Mm. Like, would it surprise you at all if it played and fought the exact same way as the Spider-Man game? I mean, obviously you can't traverse fucking buildings and, you know, swing your way through the city. But, like, I just feel like the combat is just going to be Spider-Man combat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope not. I hope what I was hoping is that they would be they would sort of go more like uh, like a standard um, single player story. You know what I mean? Like a like a more linear hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want Logan, of course. Like, I don't want just The Last of Us because then it's like, oh, this is The Last of Us remake reboot, right? Or rip off, right? Like I I guess I don't know. I guess I just wanted like you know you go here, you fuck motherfuckers up, you follow the story about Logan or whatever, and yeah, I think I I'm trying to look at their yeah because like because like Spider Man, there's no way you can there, there is no way where you do a Spider Man game that isn't open world. I just don't I think that there isn't at least not one that's like like that's as accessible and it's just like here's a Spider Man game. I mean, if you do like Spider Man Ultimate or you do like some other shit, you could do that. But I think there's no way you, do, you don't do an open world game just because I feel like it's like Spider-Man in New York, right? It's like, they're like... They're, right. It, 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 That's part thing. of the appeal. Right. It's like, they will go together like peanut butter and jelly, right? Like, it's like, that's like their thing. Right. Um, I guess whereas I, Wolverine, it's like, well, you could be anywhere. You know, you can make it open world. You can make it set in LA. You can make it set in the fucking Canada. You can make it set in like in New York or wherever, right? New, uh, New Orleans, whatever the hell, or the... the the Mexican border, like Logan, you know, it could literally right. take place anywhere. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could. Maybe you're right. Uh, I guess what I'm worried about is that, like, it's the same studio, and I like 
it's going to be hand-to-hand combat. Like, yeah, I just am a little worried it's, even if it's not open world, that it's just going to feel like Spider-Man a little bit in terms of, like, doing the stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe it's more like Arkham, you know, any of the Arkham games where it's like we're kind of on a linear story here. But, like, I feel like at the end of the day you're still going to be fighting, like, you're going to walk into a room and there's going to be a big group of enemies that are going to run at you and you're going to fight this crowd. And it's like, I'm just worried that it's just going to feel like a, the Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? Um, in yeah. terms of, like, yeah. the combat and just, like, how you level up your character and the cool stuff you can do. If it's all stuff I've kind of seen before, then I'm just going to be, like, kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, but I definitely hope for the best. I, like I said, I think it's cool to see Wolverine come back and hopefully it's done well. It's just, yeah. I think, because it's so... Because the exact same studio's doing it. Also, the art style... Or maybe not the art styles, but the way it's animated kind of looks the same, I feel like, a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, Not necessarily, like... This one looks like it's going to be darker. You know what I mean? Because he's got all bloody knuckles. But like at the right. end of the day, like you could... They would fit both in the same movie. You know what I mean? Like, like if they, if the Spider-Man game and the Wolverine game, their characters ran into each other in a movie, visually it wouldn't be off-putting. I don't mm. feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I just hope it'll be different enough. That's my main worry. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say uh, about the Spider-Man 2, though, is that at the end of that trailer... Did you, you watch the trailer, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both Miles Morales and Peter, like, looked down the, the alley into Mm -hmm. like into the camera and so i was like does that mean they're gonna make this motherfucker a co-op because i'm gonna be so happy like can you imagine if like part of like a way to play this game is to just have two people both go through a spider-man just like whipping the dog shit out of people like i'm I'm ready i i maybe i i i thought it would be more like um like what is the arkham arkham knight arkham knight is that the what's the last one arkham knight right uh, Arkham, Arkham, City? Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Yeah, it's Arkham Knight. Yeah, okay. so that one, the one I just played like a, like last year, um, I, you get like chances to like you'll switch between Batman and Robin or Batman and Nightwing or whatever. I mm-hmm. think it'll be more like that, where like you'll be playing as Miles. Maybe you'll what I would think would be like that you would do you would basically smush Spider Man and Spider Man and Miles Morales together, where you can you know sort of pull a gta 5 and like zoom out and yeah. then you'll see what miles is doing and then maybe he'll have a chunk of the story but instead of taking like 15 hours like peter's it'll take like six to do his story beats you know yeah and maybe some of them you do them together just like in grand theft auto 5 where you could you know do some missions as as the three dudes yeah i, I do think that's definitely more likely but like deep down in my heart the, like I, I just want a little bit of like just like some regular old fucking co-op with both of them somehow mm-hmm. um like, uh, the best example I can come up with, is, I don't know if you're familiar with, but they're, they made in a game, uh, they made the three Assassin's Creed games, well, sorry, five, because Assassin's Creed 2 had, like, two sequels to just it, um, but they made five, like, Assassin's Creed games, then they made, like, Black Flag, but then they made Unity, and, like, the big deal with Unity was, like, this is the, like, you're a nameless assassin, basically, and, mm-hmm. like, there are a bunch of other assassins with you. And so, like, there is a story that is basically single player mm. for Assassin's Creed. But there's also, like, a little side story you can do that has, like, co-op missions that you do with friends. And you can also roam around and do little activities together. Mm. Like, the main missions were, like, the main story missions were single player. 
But, like, you could still roam around and go do your collectibles and do your little activities that you have to do with somebody else. And it was super cool. And it would just be cool to see something like that with, like, a Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? Like, even mm-hmm. if you have to go through the story in single-player mode, if you could just, like, roam around New York and both of you just, like, team up and just start knocking people out, it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, <laughs> so, that's, that uh, be, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's definitely something I would love to see. I don't know that we'll see it, though. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think it'll be interesting. Whatever way they bring Miles into it. Yeah, um, for be, sure. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the last one, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to do something, right? They're gonna, it's like my, Spider-Man's going to come back from his vacation or whatever the fuck, so, like, some shit's going to go down, you know? Yeah, that was, like, kind of a lame excuse. I, like, I remember... Oh, her, I gotta go to I vacation. Remember, yeah, I remember at the one point, he's like... Like, a bomb went off in New York City, and Peter's like, I can come back from vacation if you need to. And Miles like, no, it's okay, I got it. And it's like, no, oh, hold it's, on. Um, <laughs> the bridge collapses. A giant oh, yeah, bridge the, collapses. The bridge collapses. And a terrorist organization is, like, right there, and it's like, no, it's okay. I'm a cool man. I, I got it. I think I can handle it on my own. Like, All right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm going to just keep hanging out here. Like, no. <laughs> um, I just remember, like, being so, like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, so that's that. Uh, one thing I'm going to touch on super briefly because it's—I think it—I think I'm going to be the only person out here that cares. Um, Gran Turismo Seven was uh, shown. It looks good mm-hmm. to me. Um, March. I'm very excited. Um, did you happen to see the trailer? I didn't see the trailer for that one. I did see like um, screenshots. I was following a couple of accounts that were live tweeting it. And they had, like, the screenshots of the cars and stuff. And it looked, I mean, it looked like car. Like, it looked like the, right. like the thing, right? Like, it looked like you were, like, staring at it, like a picture of it. Yeah. So, I guess the two things I'll, I'll say very briefly. Um, one is that, like, one thing I feel like, all right, so it just seems like it's not marketed as much as it should be to me. But, like, you know how, like, VR is super big deal? Mm-hmm. I, you could not come up with a more like at thing for vr to me like, like why is this not marketed more like racing yeah. like put the fucking headset on like sell us fucking steering wheel and pedals vr bro like that's like the most like it's how much more immersive could racing be you know what i mean like, right right like it's like, like you just you look around you see on the side of the car and... right like i'm trying to think of like the best way to explain it it's like oh what's a i'm trying to think of other vr games that they have made that like people played, but like um, I, I I've never played like an official game. I remember I think like a little bit before COVID um, happened, Sydney and I went to the mall and they had like a, a, a play, like PlayStation set up with VR, like a little display thing. Mm-hmm. And her and I played like there was like a, um, a deep sea diving game. That's the one that she played, and then I played like you were an, an assassin in a car and you were escaping some bad guys. And you're totally right. Like I was like in the driver's seat, and you could like you looked around, and then motherfuckers were coming up the left. You looked to the right, and they were coming up there too. And like you could look down and look at the like pedals and up and stuff, and it was fucking nuts. Um, so I can totally see how that could be something that would, you know, fit perfectly for that. Right. So, so like I'm looking at these, I'm looking at uh, VR titles, right? And there, like, there's an Iron Man VR. There's uh, a sniper VR game, like, and, and it's just like how like Beat Saber. Like, I understand these are cool for VR, but how 
they're not that immersive. Because at the end of the day, I'm still holding a controller. And, like, the thing you're expecting me to be immersed in is, like, being Iron Man. Like, give me a fucking VR headset and a steering wheel, bro. Like, that, like it, that's the cheapest, like, or maybe not cheapest. What's the word I'm looking for here? That seems to be the most bang for your buck VR can be, in my opinion. It's like mm-hmm. a steering wheel, a set of pedals, and then you give me this fucking headset. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be cheap. It's probably going to be expensive. But, like, in terms of, like, the, the level of immersion that it would give you, seems to be far and away higher than anything else I can think of. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just surprised that's not a thing that's, like, marketed more heavily. Um, the second thing I was going to touch on is whenever this episode's over, please go watch the trailer. Because anybody here, if you watch this trailer, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Because it what? opens with, like, oh. spooky music. like it, And it's, like fucking a dim background and like a reflection of like a lamppost in water i'm like Mm -hmm. i I was sitting there i was in my group chat with a bunch of my other friends who were watching it i was like what the fuck is this and someone was like yeah what is this and then it was grand Turismo, and he's like why the fuck did they advertise this like it was fucking castlevania with like (laughs) vampires and shit like it's like weirdly spooky music and like like uh what's the word what's that uh style of architecture um, uh, gothic yeah like gothic architecture i'm like what the fuck is happening here and then it's like <laughs> gran turismo 7 i was like why did we do this just now right why did we do this it's a little bit like um did you, have you ever seen that family guy bit where he's like i never know when the production company is is ending when it's like a, a commercial for them or if it's like the actual scene from the movie and it's like a guy jumps into a car and he's like oh cool all right we're starting the movie he's like guy jumping into car studios he's like oh Okay. <laughs> right. And it's like a guy, like somebody, like a plane taking off. And he's like, all right, and movie starting, plane's taking off. And he's like, uh, airline flights, production. Like, oh, oh, come on. It's like that. It's like a puddle. Oh, what is this? Uh, the new Castlevania? No, Gran Turismo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It I was mean, so weird. Neat, but like, because like, like I said, I thought it internally, and someone else is like, what is this? I was like, right? Like, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy that okayed this as the direction we wanted to go uh, for a reveal trailer like, exactly <laughs> oh god so yeah just get it if you get a chance just watch that and you're gonna like knowing now that it's grand Turismo, you're just gonna be like, what the fuck is happening here um and i guess the last thing i wanted to touch on of course was uh god of war ragnarok um mm-hmm. couple unique pieces of information were given in that uh notably missing was a fucking release date so fuck me i Mm. guess don't know when that shit's coming out but it's gonna be a while um at least that's how i feel if we haven't gotten a release date i'm still there's a there's a game show a tokyo game show that happens at the end of this month and i'm hoping Mm. maybe they were just holding that release date so they can you know have something big to reveal at this game show that's like kind of a big deal um but i'm not holding out hope uh I guess the the couple things that I wanted to say that were um, notable was, uh, there's only two. They said this was the end of the Norse saga. Um, Mm. The Greek Greek version, like the original three, it was a trilogy. Mm. Um, This one, just the way it ended, it seemed like there was still a lot to go over. Um, So I thought it was going to be a trilogy, but, you know, this is the last one, so it's... uh, not necessarily good or bad. It just I, I'm a little worried that they have so much open to to so many threads left out there that they're gonna have to close up. 
And that if this is the last game, I'm worried they're just going to have to tie some up in kind of a hasty, shoddy manner. Yeah, um, and I, I want to kill Odin. What the fuck? <laughs> we might still. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's just, it was odd. Um, uh, I just was surprised to notice that. And then uh, mm-hmm. the other thing, I guess, was, uh, did you see there was a, there was a, like, controversy around a couple of characters? Uh, for God of War? Yeah. Oh, well, I saw, like, that people were, somebody were talking about, like, Thor being, like, chubby, like, he wasn't, like, a ripped god, but I was like, eh, like. Yeah, so he's, Thor is the first one. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, like, chubby and, like, just kind of, like, uh, kind of just looks gross and dirty a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, their, their whole thing was, like, yeah, that's, like, actually what he's described as. And, like, right. like, just because you've gotten used to Chris Hemsworth does not mean that that's what he actually is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Or, like, like Marvel <laughs> Comics. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. not what he actually is. Like, he's he's a Viking guy who likes to drink and eat. and You know what I mean? Like, the, that's kind of what they look like. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing was that um, people came after the studio... Uh, because the uh, the other giant um, that you meet is uh, I can't I don't know how the fuck you pronounce that name. It's like Anger Boda or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is a little black girl in the game, and people are like, "Oh, look, Santa Monica's trying to be woke, putting mm-hmm. black people in this blah blah blah." Right? Mm-hmm. And I could not have been happier. But Santa Monica came out here and just started dunking on people, <laughs> like, <laughs> like on Twitter. Like developers were like shit talking the people talking trash it was so great good because yeah, uh, they, they were like oh you're trying to be woke now and they were like about what and they're like well and the, someone posted like there's an article like yes there were there were black nordic people like those people existed but then even on top of that like he, they, he was like i made a dwarf blue in the first game and not one of you motherfuckers said anything <laughs> exactly it was like that's not what they're actually <laughs> right he was like, none of you said anything. We decided to make one black character. Y'all came out the woodworks. So get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shout out to Santa Monica. Just dunking on people. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> better than them being like, we decided to retool based on reaction. Like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I was just very happy by their, like, aggressiveness with which they stood by their, like, choice. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Uh, I Good. just thought that was that was incredible. Um, so that, that's all from the PlayStation event. Um, I guess, uh, super briefly, you want to talk about a couple trailers that dropped? Yeah, super briefly, just because, you know, there are trailers after all. So this week we had two big trailers, uh, drop. One was for the Matrix Resurrections, Mm -hmm. and then one was for Hawkeye on Disney+. Okay. And so I watched one, and I didn't watch the other one, and now I'm insanely, not insanely, but I'm... Well, I'm insanely excited excited for one and then pretty excited for the other one. And okay. I'm insanely excited for The Matrix Resurrection. Okay. Um, I decided... So, you know, a couple weeks ago I was talking about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And um, how I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch the trailer. And I did. And I, I don't regret it. But then for this one, I'm not watching it. I didn't watch it. And I don't regret it, and I think I can do it. I think I can wait three months. That's all I need to wait, just until December, and not watch anything at all. I haven't seen any posters. There haven't been any posters, I don't think. I haven't seen a poster. Literally, all I I know in my mind of the movie, like, how it exists in my mind is literally just, there's, like, a set photo of Trinity driving a motorcycle and Neil on her back. 
and I think Neo in like a bathtub. That's like it. In my mind, that's all the Matrix 4 is, which is awesome and I want to keep it that way as long as I can. Um, but everything I've heard about the trailer is that it's incredible and that it's like it's an awesome trailer and like it does what it's supposed to. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't wait. Did, did you watch it? What, did, what are your thoughts? Weigh in if you could keep them as, you know. Yeah, so um, I, I thought the trailer was amazing. It was phenomenal. Um, yeah. I'll just talk about uh, very briefly, like, the way the trailer made me feel about the upcoming movie and not really give anything away. Okay, um, thank you. I felt like they handled... The best way I can explain it is that, like, you know, we had three movies. We had, like, mm-hmm. an ending. And so, like, I was a little worried that, like, I was super hyped for it because it's another Matrix movie, right? But I was still a little worried. I was like, how are we going to make this work? You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of a good example. It'd be like if they made a new Captain America movie. You'd be mm-hmm. like, all right. So, like, like I'm hyped for a new Captain America movie. Or, sorry, with Steve Rogers, not the Falcon. Like, I would totally want to see another Captain America movie, but like, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to nail this transition, right? Like, you're gonna have to if 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 all of a sudden we just act like Steve Rogers didn't die, or you know we're just like retconning stuff, then it feels cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So all I'm gonna say is that from that trailer, it is how do you pronounce this word? Assaged, assuaged, assuaged. Yeah, assuaged those fears. I, I feel like they have. They they understood they couldn't just do something like that, and that's all I needed. Yeah, I, I think um, I saw an article. You might have seen it as well. Somebody tweeted about how um, Lana Wachowski. I mean, she, it's just her doing the movie. She didn't do it with, with Lily like the other ones. But it's just Lana. She's like, yeah, you know, I lost my parents. They they passed, and I think she lost somebody else. And so she was like, yeah, like I was just so sad. And then I I remembered I had these two characters that I think are like, you know, the thing that I. I cherish the most and i was like you know what why don't i just bring them back and if i have a story that just clicks with me which she did she said she did she's like i just have this story that clicks and if if it works for me and it works for something like as a cathartic experience to bring back something i loved then why not and i was like dude fuck yeah let's go right because that means that she's like in it right like they didn't just come up to her and they were like hey lana could you do the matrix four please we need a boatload of money but that she was like hey guys like i got this thing like you guys want to do something with it and they were like i mean do we love money? Yes, of course. <laughs> and so I feel like it's, it, it, it feels like a win-win, right? Where she's doing yeah. it because the story's there and it's like something she wants to do. And then, of course, Warner Brothers is going to just be like, we gave $190 million to James Gunn to do a Splatterfest. You think we're not going to give you 160 to do this? Hell yeah, let's go, you know? Right. So, um, so excited. Um, I So when I went to see the Candy Candyman last night, they had the trailer for it. And so as soon as I it started, or like as soon as I, I so I ha, I'd also seen the first frame, which is like San Francisco or something. I recognized it immediately. I was like, oh, and I just put my head down, and like I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna be my phone. And then you know, there's like a cover of a song, and there's a couple bits of dialogue, but then like the last half of the trailer just sounds like a bunch of action beats and action scenes, and I was like, oh my god, it sounds amazing. Like it sounds like a cacophony of everything. I just I wanted to um. Who's that? Uh, the one from the Bible, the lady who's like, "Don't turn around, or you're turning to salt." That was like me. I was like, "I want to look up. I want to look at the city being burned." Please let me go. Um, and so I can't wait. And so I'm excited for for the Matrix, Resurrections, and uh, that's in December. I forget what date exactly, but you know, three months away. So I, I'm 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 so excited. Um, I gotta I gotta watch. I gotta watch. Um, I gotta watch the the first three again. Um, 
I'm I'm just not familiar enough with the story. Like I I know like all the action beats and like set pieces, but I feel like uh, I I'm missing some connecting tissue here and there as to like why certain things happen. So I I definitely need to watch those before this one comes out. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. I I um there not to plug another um um Pod, I'll podcast. Video, sorry, a video. I was like, what was the word? Was there, <laughs> there a bunch of things going on at once. Um, by Patrick H. Willems, where he talks about okay. uh, the Matrix sequels. And it sort of made me kind of go like, you know what? That's right. Like that, They are pretty good. And, like, and he sort of goes like, you need this, you need this, you don't need this, you don't need this. The, what the story's trying to tell is this and that. And um, I think ultimately the story is kind of the reason I think people and I saw a bunch of tweets about this, is that the story is kind of a bummer in terms of what it's saying about being the one and saving people and, and living in a in a structure that kind of sucks the life out of you, literally. Right. Um, and so I, 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 yeah, I think, I just think that they were, they needed to be a little tighter. I don't know. Um, I, I still love this, that we've talked about before, the highway chasing from the second one. Mm-hmm. Um the th- I mean, they all look great, but I think it just needed to be a little tighter. Um, and then when you, when you, like, I, I've, I've talked to you about how, you know, Sydney and I have watched the first one, like, four times over the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when was the last time you, you said you, you have, you watched it in a few years ago, right? Uh, so, actually, I feel like I tried to watch it, um... I think since we've started this podcast, I tried to watch it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like I threw it on because I saw it was available. and But I, like, threw it on while I was, like, watching the kids or, like, you know what I mean? Like, making sure they weren't getting stuff. So I didn't give it full attention. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely... Um, I haven't watched it much, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably the movie I've rewatched the most, but that's not really saying anything, because I don't rewatch movies very often, so, mm. <laughs> um, I'm definitely still going to, uh, give it another shot, and then even still, I don't think I've rewatched like, the second and third ones much. I- I've rewatched the second one a couple times, just mm. for, um, there's some amazing action scenes in that, um, but, like, I definitely haven't rewatched the third one, I don't believe. I, I think um, I've honestly only watched the first one um not the first one the third one one time probably i think yeah, honestly probably. like all the way through just one time which is crazy because I've, yeah, I've watched the first one dozens dozens and dozens and dozens of times um but yeah like when you rewatch the first one they're all on hbo max um and i'm sure they'll stay there until um you know the, the new one comes out but if you rewatch the first one, kind of like how I was saying, I was rewatching Pirates of the Caribbean one. Sort of after, you know, as you get older, you appreciate more things. Just yeah. like appreciating, just like how much of a kind of a lightning in a bottle movie it is. Like when you're watching right. the first one, you're like, this is nuts that this movie is able to maintain this action, the tension, the philosophical stuff, the story, the characters, while balancing like five different genres. And one consistent tone, right? Like, you have, like, cyberpunk from the 90s, kung fu, gunfighting stuff from, like, hardboiled stuff from Korea, uh, cyberpunk uh, sort of aesthetic that isn't really, like, like, heavy metal mixed with, like, a sort of hip-hop dynamic with uh, some of the music is a little bit of hip-hop influence. Um, All 
under a Christ allegory, and you just go like, how is this working, <laughs> right? And the music is like this classical horns, like it's not super like techno-y like you would expect it to be. Right. Um, and it all works perfectly. And to think that it wasn't like, you know, it didn't come together in the edit. I'm sure well, all movies come together in the edit, but it seems like it just came out of the, the Wachowskis just like fully formed. Like it just like, like they just belted it Oh, out. yeah. Like that and that movie could have turned into a fucking abomination very At any easily. point, dude. <laughs> at any point. Like if you go, hey, we're going to do a gun, a gun shoot em up. Be like, well, that, you know, at any point it could have just broken everything. Um, while doing like a future sci-fi, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, it, it's like, you know how I was talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger where we, you know, we just go, oh yeah, it's this guy. But when you sort of strip it down, you go, holy shit, this is all that's in there. Like, I think, you know, for me, it was always like, oh, that's just the matrix. Like, it's just the matrix. You know, we just grew up with it. It just came out right. and it was awesome. And that's just the way it is. But if you like try to position yourself in a world before it came out, you go, yeah, we're making a movie where it's like this, 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 and it's going to have Kung Fu and it's going to have these special effects and this gun and this like techno shit. And it's like make it work right like right it just like breaks your mind yeah, you're right. like, it's like all right shit. we have we have a kung fu scene we have a shootout we have a couple shootout scenes mm-hmm. we've got like tech like i'm hacking into the mainframe like we right. got that <laughs> with, with mixing that with kung fu mixing that with a philosophical discussion as to like why everything tastes like chicken or you know <laughs> why would you stay in this world even though you know you're being oppressed and held like, down in what kind of world that you have kung fu and like shootouts do you have a villain like cypher Exactly. Yes. Like, exactly. What are you doing? Like, right. <laughs> how do you fit in here, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. And all while looking awesome. Great yep. special, you know, like when he uploads the jump program and it's like zooms, it's like follows their feet all the way down and they reach the seal, uh, the roof of the building. And then when they touch the roof, it like bounces up. Yeah. It's like, just like all these things. And you just have to, you know, go like, and not just that dude, but like original. Like, I mean, like, like not based on anything else. Like, you, this is, like, right. something so out there, so wacky, that the fact that Warner Brothers was like, yeah, we'll give money to this is so insanely commendable um, that you, you just have to stop and go, wait, I have to imagine this as, like, the first time I'm watching this or the first time I'm hearing this story um, and how people didn't just go, what are you fucking talking about? Get out of my office. Right. You know? Um, which is kind of the, I don't know if you ever watched that video of Will Smith, um, talking about how, why he passed on, um, Neo. I've, I've heard about it, but I don't know that I've ever seen it. He tells the story about how they, like, the Wachowskis came up to him and, and they were like, we're gonna do, we're gonna put you here, we're gonna do these guys, and he's like, and they had their hats backwards and like, we're gonna do the camera whipping around and stuff, and he was like, um, yeah, no, I'm the biggest movie star on the planet, or close to it, I'm gonna go do another action movie, right? Like, I'm gonna do right. just like a regular you know, fucking just like action ear movie. So, yeah, when you rewatch them, yeah, definitely you know talk about it on here because I, I, you know, I'd love to hear if you catch anything new or, or sort of, you know, appreciate it in a time when it, I love Marvel movies and we're gonna talk about the TV show here in a little bit. But not that they all look the same, but imagine a world. I mean, like it, it was, like, you know, everything. That looks like Marvel. That's what everything looks like now. Even something like Venom, even something like James Bond. It all they all sort of not look the same, but they all share a similar vein. Kind of like how we and, talked about with the animated movies and for Into the Spider Verse to come. Yes, out exactly, exactly. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like you didn't even try to copy. You were doing like your own thing, one hundred percent. 
Exactly. It just, except imagine the Spider-Verse if it was also a musical. And if it was also <laughs> had, you know, gung fights and kung fu and philosophical discussions about, <laughs> right. you know, child labor or something. You know? <laughs> so it, it's just... Um, it's just truly nuts, and I, I think the, the more the time passes, the more I appreciate it and, and sort of what it is and how, um, like, fucking just a pure, the, the, the most the most perfect distillation of lightning in a bottle in movie form. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll, I will definitely let you know after I watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, super and, quick. Yeah. Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Yeah. Bro, why? It got me again! Right, why do I want to watch this fucking show, bro? Like... <laughs> we talked about before about, um, what's his name, the guy from Arrested Development, uh, Gene Parmesan. <laughs> Was that you who, who mentioned no, that No, I don't before? think so, because I, I don't remember Oh, Gene it's, Parmesan. um, it's, so this, this, it's like this private eye, and he, like, has, like, these really shitty disguises, and every time he reveals himself to the family, Lucille Ball, or Lucille Bluth, she's like, oh my god, Gene, you again you bastard and it's like that it's like fucking marvel they got me again because i was like i was like hawkeye like really we're gonna have a show about him but damn it if that doesn't think if that thing doesn't look like a great buddy comedy movie man it does why does it look so good it looks like i you know what it somehow walks this tightrope where like i'm like this is trash right like mm-hmm. sorry not trash um the the this is junk food right like we talk like this is yeah. not this is not a healthy meal. This is not an entree. This is just junk food. But, like, still, I'm like, I'm all in, baby. Let's go. <laughs> like, like, it is... just looked like it should be bad, but I'm all in. I'm ready to watch it. I'm Yeah, I, I had the same reaction, like, with it, when, it, when the trailer started. And I was like, oh, I got my family, and I can't. And then, like, the Christmas stuff started. And I was like, wait, oh, I'm like... about to set this bitch during Christmas. Let's go. Let's go, dude. <laughs> And I tweeted out, you know, people were like, um, I put it into a, 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 what's it called? A group chat with friends who I went to, who I was like in this movie, in my movie club with in college. And they were like, oh, ever, I bet you liked it because it was Die Hard. And I was like, no, 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 I liked it because this is Shane Black. And this is like, has, and he's the guy who did uh, Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Lethal Weapon, The Long Kiss Goodnight, um, and all of those are buddy cop movies, and all of those are set in during Christmas time. So uh-huh. it's like his thing that he does. It's like his sort of like he just likes setting them during that time. And I, I think um, it sort of does a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of emotional stuff because it's like mm-hmm. you know it's like if you do a buddy cop stuff during Christmas, it's like well you know they're either alone because it's like well, these guys are loners who you know nobody wants to be around them on Christmas, or you like you know we gotta be together. It's Christmas, right? Like it it, it sort of does a lot of the heavy lifting before you even start the show or movie. Yeah. Um, yes, but I think he. I mean, Renner, the motherfucker, looks charismatic. Haley Steinfeld looks awesome. So I, I'm really, really excited for this. Yeah, it looks so fucking good, bro. It, it should not. Oh god. Uh, you know what though? I'm not gonna be able to not think about the, the fucking album every time I see him though. Oh god, bro! If they don't put that song on the radio at some point while they're in a car together, I'm gonna freak out. Oh god! All right, but yeah, I'm definitely yeah. I want to see it. I guess like uh, like, I think I want to see that more than I want to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, having just seen the trailer, I can say tell you yes. So, 
I'm definitely excited for that. Fucking Jeremy Renner, bro. You could... Alright, here's the deal. Remember how I said that, like, if you told me, like, out of the Avengers, like, you're gonna make another movie for Christian, I was like, Black Widow, like, I, I don't want to see a Black Widow movie. Like, the, all the other characters are more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Below Black Widow was Hawkeye. Like, Hawkeye was, like, the least interesting, and somehow like, pulled me oh, in, bro. Dude, easily, <laughs> easily. I'd rather watch a, a, a fucking show about Korg before I watch <laughs> uh, uh, Hawkeye, you know. But then you saw this, and you're That's like, I'm all in, baby. Got me, those sons of bitches got me again. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> they really did. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, uh... Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it might already have started coming out, but uh, just a quick little like uh, touch point. I've been reading the graphic novels for Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I heard of it because they've been trying to make that movie or that that adaptation forever. I mean, like, yeah. I remember seeing stuff on Slashdown back in like 2008. They were like Shia LaBeouf signed on to do Why the Last Man for. Uh, DJ DJ uh, or uh, director DJ Caruso and he did like Disturbia and that shitty movie Eagle Eye like that's how long this thing has been under production like in development but yeah so I think there's a show mm-hmm. yeah. now on FX I believe yep. mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to read these graphic novels uh, getting through them they're super good I mean I, they're very quick reads I mean like I think there might be like I, I can't remember there's either like 8 or 10 or somewhere around there of them and, um, I mean, you can read one in, like, 45 minutes um, to an hour. Mm-hmm. They're very quick. Um, but they're, it's very interesting. It's very good. So I'm kind of excited about uh, the the show. I also oh, feel yeah. like something like that kind of sets itself up perfectly for a show. You know, like, sometimes yes. when you're translating books to movies and all that, gets kind of confusing. But knowing that it takes 45 minutes to read, and because it's a graphic novel, like, you're getting snapshots, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you know, naturally things are going to take longer to read than to watch. But, like, there's going to be just connecting tissue that you can show to stretch it out without, like, making it seem like filler. So, I mean, if there's ten novels and you get ten episodes out of a thing and it, they're, the episodes are 45 minutes long, like, I feel like you lined up perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, as opposed to just showing me a panel of a guy sitting in, like, where he needs to be, like, we can, you can show us, like, walking up to it, and that adds a couple minutes, and so, right. it t- you know what I mean? Like, it, I think all your, um, like I said, I just don't think you have to have any filler, and I also don't really think you're going to have to condense much stuff uh, more than it should be, so I'm still kind of excited about it, um, based on having read the first three uh, of the little graphic novels. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try and watch it once it's all out. It's I'm doing the... The Dave season two, Ted Lasso season two thing, where I'm just like, I'm just gonna let it play out, let all the episodes come out, and then like watch them, not binge them, but you know, kind of like how I watch Dave, like you know, an episode or two a day over the course of a week or two. Yeah, for sure. And if you have any way to read those, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm only three in. Um, if you have any way, like I don't know if you can find them online or if there's any like digital service where you can just read them kind of quick without having to buy them. Um, but they're super quick reads and they're they're good. So I'm I'm. Let's put it this way. I feel like they've released this show clearly for the people that have already read it because that's the people that have the following. So I have to imagine, like, me reading it isn't going to ruin the show's enjoyability at all. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like I'm going to have things spoiled because I'm sure when they made it, they knew that most of the people that watched are going to know. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. 
Um, as usual, uh, if you want to catch me, uh, well, that's the episode. Um, <laughs> if you want to catch me, you can catch me uh, at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. And you can catch the podcast directly at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter or email us differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Um, spread the word. Uh, try yeah. and, you know, get somebody to listen to it. If somebody wants to just talk about fucking, what, video games uh, for a bunch of uh, this episode, if you've got somebody <laughs> that's interested, fucking send them this way. If somebody wants to listen to people shit talking Drake, you send them to last week's episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, 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 we got uh, something for everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, like I mentioned, next week I'll have, you know, some thoughts on Days Gone. Finally finish that. And then also Malignant, which I'm watching uh, over the course okay. of this week, which I'm very, very excited about. I've heard I've heard that it's nuts, and I'm so excited that I actually muted the word Malignant on Twitter because oh, I didn't want to see anything. I was like, I'm going to go in blind as hell, and I, so I can't wait to talk about that. So, that, yeah, I'll have that next week. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, as usual, stay safe, stay entertaining. We will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.